0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Time to welcome in Patrick Kinahan. Taking a long weekend here, but checking in anyway. PK, good morning.
1: So, Dave, yesterday I'm driving in Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're coming into town, there's this place that you always wanted to take me on the left, Little Darlings. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) And I want to, you love puns. And so they have on the marquee, sorry, we're clothed. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. See, see now when we drove through and saw that, I saw I my wife saw it too. She barely cracked a smile and I thought to myself, DJ is going to like it. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, but she didn't, she didn't laugh. You think it was a woman thing?
0: Uh, maybe, but I don't really know your wife's attitude towards puns either.
1: Well, it's one or the other. Yeah, I know, but the place that was having the puns, you think maybe that was not cool with the lady.
0: Yeah, that could be. That, that could be it. I, don't, I mean, you could tell us does she? does she usually like puns? Because if she does, that's a good pun. Then it's what the, you know, the establishment, the business, she's like, they're never funny. <laughs> That's just it. Or maybe yeah. you or maybe anytime you drop a Steve Clowkey pun, she just rolls her eyes at you anyway. So
1: Oh, she can go with it. Yeah, okay. you know, well then it was did.
0: probably more the establishment. She's like, yeah, they're never funny.
1: Yeah. See, I knew that you would like the pun and the establishment.
0: Hey oh. <laughs> so I thought of you several times because the headlines, you were you were talking about, um, you know, you're hearing more about spring football and the level of optimism yeah. is dropping and, and nothing is definite. Decisions are not made, but people, sometimes you just get this vibe and you get this feeling and people are getting it and it's not good. And then, what a wave of news, you know? It's And I can't even remember the order I saw it in, but the Ivy League isn't going to play football in the fall. Well, that's bad news. Stanford's dropping 11 sports. Uh, I know they got 36 and 25 still a lot, but that's still bad news. People are losing their jobs who didn't do anything wrong. And kids are losing scholarships who didn't do anything wrong. You know, that's that's bad news. And then North Carolina has 37 positive tests and they stop workouts. That's bad news. And Ohio State won't tell us how many positive tests they have, but they stopped workouts and, you know, they love their football. So that's bad news. That was just, it was just a massive wave of downers.
1: Well, yeah, anything you just mentioned Ohio State and it's bad news. So let's make that abundantly clear. No matter what it is, it's bad news. We Unless it's Jack Nicholas, that's all. Everything else with the house. Jack Nicholas is
0: the only positive thing to come out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike yeah. Conley. <laughs> and,
1: and and he has a museum. All right, I'll give you Mike. He has a uh, museum there on campus, the Jack Nicholas thing, because that's obviously where he was from. Uh, and the thing that 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 I saw yesterday was uh, the Big Ten talking about conference games only. And that's what was said to me. So when I heard that, I thought you would think of me saying what I thought to you because we talked about this yesterday, and that's what somebody told me, is that that that's what they're thinking it's going to be, is the conference games only. I mean, we talked extensively about this yesterday, about how the conference then can control – their own situation and then whatever they need to do as far as moving games, postponing games, whatever it is. So that's where I think we're headed with all this is to find a way to just do the conference games. Now, I don't know, does that mean is nine or 11? Cause obviously in the case of the PAC 12, you play nine conference games and then, you know, you don't play the two crossovers. You have uh, two teams from the other division that you don't play. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, And the people that I've been talking to, they didn't know either, but that was the theory that's going along. And the thing that I take now, ultimately, this could be bad news completely. And the thing that I take some solace in is that when it comes to college football, that I believe, and in probably all the sports, but we just deal with college football because that's so important in our community, that if it's not played, it will be as a drastic last resort type of thing because they're going to do everything within their power to get that sport on the field sometime. I can't say specifically or exclusively in the fall, but sometime. And if it comes to the point where it can't, well, that means we've got a whole bunch of other issues that are far more serious than any sport. So that will divert our attention. So in a sense, I view it as positive that, they're going to do everything possible in whichever manner. And it's pro- I believe it's going to take on a different look. It's not going to be the traditional that we've seen. And if it can't, well, that means we've got so many other issues that are far more important that nobody will really care about that for the time being, but for whatever reason, because I always felt that the pro sports were going to come back. And that's what we're seeing intending to see anyway later this month is that they are going to come back. But for me personally, uh, as far as it's affecting sports, it gets the utmost serious if there's no football.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's all true. And I think that we all get, you know, what whatever uh, accommodations, whatever uh, tweaks they have to make to football to make it happen this year, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just happy there's something. If there is something, there may not be anything. But if there is something, I'm happy for whatever it is. And if that means they play a six game conference schedule, because that's really all the dates they can make work, all right, I just, you know, just roll with it. Hopefully they can play the nine. And if you're going to go conference only, hopefully they can play 10 and 11 and just just randomly take these other two one's home one's away and and plug them in wherever it makes sense and you can play them. I'm totally good with moving the conference championship game back. I'm completely good with moving the college football playoff back if that has to happen. Um, you know, some of the stuff we've seen coming out of the SEC, you know, a couple months ago, they're like, "Well, we're going full steam ahead and I don't care." You know. <laughs> so, and we heard that out of Clemson, you know, out of out of the coach there too. But I think even with those schools, there we're starting to see a little more like you know, Paul Feinbaum came out and, and was like, I don't know that we're going to see college football in the fall. Well, Paul Feinbaum's not making that up. Paul Feinbaum's talking to SEC coaches and SEC administrators, both at the school level and at the conference level. So when he says, nah, I don't know, I'm assuming I'm hearing that from 8 or 10 or 12 SEC people if I had access to them. Because there's no way Paul's going out and saying that unless he's hearing that quite a bit.
1: Well, yeah, it's just like me. I didn't go out and just say, well, I think that they're leaning heavily towards conference only. I mean, I just didn't. I said it, but I only said it because I repeated it basically. Right. It wasn't necessary. It's not like it was out of the realm that I couldn't have made the original thought, but it wasn't an original thought. It was what was said. And that's what I took from in a conversation that I had. And that's where I'm going with it. But the thing about Paul saying that when he says, I don't know that there is going to be, he's not saying there is not going to be either. It is still up in the air. I think that's for sure. And that's in a sense to me, that's good that it is still up in the air. I realize that it's way beyond what we normally have. And right now, we're approaching the middle of July, we would start to be amping up. We would just be a week away from me driving down to California with hands and Scotty or Jake, whoever was coming with Scotty has been going with the uh, mountain West. So it's usually, it's usually been Jake and the three of us are there broadcasting all day and we get so j- jacked for it. Okay. We're not having that. We already know that that's not going to happen, but still, I believe that in our efforts to do it, they're doing everything possible. They're going to do everything possible. It's not something that they absolutely don't want. And and obviously, financially, it's something that they desperately need. And for the people involved in their livelihoods, it's very serious. For Joe Fan, I mean, that's just something that they do. It's like if, if you're into it, it's basically you set. I don't want to say you set your life around it. But it's like you set your internal clock, so to speak, around it as we progress towards July and August. We know that this is what's coming and we anticipate it. And then before that and college football, too, it just seems like it's the shortest of of all the seasons. And we anticipated all year long, all summer long, the hot summer. And then we wake up and there's four games left. And it just it just seems to, at least for me anyway, it seems that it just blows by so quickly. And the anticipation of it is actually greater than the actual season because they only play for a short time. So still a lot to be decided. But the positive is that it hasn't been ruled out. It's not. There's been some places that things have been ruled out. Now, you mentioned the Ivy Ivy League. League and those and those Stanford sports. Yeah. I mean, I feel for them, they'll be on scholarship. Usually what they do, if they drop a sport, they let you be individuals. They they stay on scholarship until, you know, they're done or whatever it is is, four or five years, wherever they are in their academic progression. Uh, But yeah, that's a significant blow. I don't want to see that. I didn't real, I've been to Stanford many times and I had an opportunity to be there for an extended period uh, once and toured all their facilities. And I thought that The field of dreams I've never been to, but it always seems like the most special diamond out there. Well, Stanford always seemed like the most special campus. And I've been to many, many campuses, but Stanford always seemed in my mind to be a cut above, even a cut above Notre Dame, which obviously holds some religious significance in my family. But Stanford athletically, I felt like, wow, this is the pinnacle. Nothing is better than this. And to see all these sports being dropped, I mean, who knew anything about fencing and some of these sports that they had? I mean, their athletic program. And we talked about this the other day. It'll be interesting to see if the Pac-12 changes its narrative a little bit, because instead of pumping up football, they'd always say, well, we're a comprehensive athletic conference. We offer all these sports, which they do. And that Stanford has just owned that Director's Cup for, what, 25 25 years? years. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just give it to them. (laughs) It must have been how uh, John Wooden was when he was winning all those titles back then. There was never any doubt that they were going to win it because they had the best talent. And there's never any doubt that Stanford was going to win that because of all the stuff that they did. But that's a significant blow. And and it hurts, you know, to me. I don't obviously I don't care about fencing or what have you. But sports, I care about men's volleyball. I mean, I've been a volleyball guy for many, many years, covered it for many, many times. NCAA stuff, the sand volleyball, beach volleyball, they call it down in the California. I mean, the paper that I worked at was a mile away from the beach, and we were like the beach volleyball uh, paper of record, so to speak. So, yeah, I, I feel bad for those people. It's unfortunate that that's the way it's going. But as far as football, I still have a sense of positivity Until they, what the Yogi Bear, it ain't over till it's over type thing.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that, but I got to say that it hit me when Feinbaum said it because I thought the SEC was going to be the one who pushed the envelope the most, you know, and from uh, the defiant stuff about playing a few months ago to uh, Alabama trying to figure out how to put more than 50,000 people in their stadium, it just seemed like they're going to be the most aggressive. And if they're contemplating not playing, that's a. It man, there's there must be some bad news from the medical people on where they think the numbers are gonna trend and all that, because otherwise the SEC just wouldn't consider it.
1: I don't think they're contemplating not playing. They're just coming to the realization that it might be. And maybe we're just saying the same thing that this is the way it might have to be. I don't think they're finding ways not to play. I think they're finding ways to play and finding reasons as to why they can play. And then if it adds up, to where it can, not I think we'll accept it, and we'll maybe not accept it, but we'll understand it better because we know they that push the at least for me, yeah. yeah. And there'll be no other alternative. So it's not like the baseball where we're going through those negotiations hmm. and we're coming in every morning and we're quoting John Morosi. Not that I know who John Morosi is, but, but we know his we name him. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, you're like, oh, we're going to have 50 games. We're going to have 62 games. It just seems like they were just sitting around on the table, just screwing with each other and just seems silly. I don't get the feeling here for college uh, football in particular, since that's next up as far as our major sports, because the others already have their starting dates and their targets and all that stuff. And so as far as that goes, that feel like it's very serious and they're If it is that conclusion, well, that was the only conclusion that they could reach. So in a sense, I can live with that easier. But I haven't given up hope that there'll be some form. I don't believe that there'll be the traditional form. And I had somebody ask me, well, what does that mean with BYU? And I said, well, they're going to have to scramble a little bit for their scheduling, I guess. And they're going to have to do some stuff that they never thought maybe that they would have to do. And if they have to play the independents and maybe they play home and home against Liberty and UConn and New Mexico State. We all know who they are and Army and all that stuff. And so we'll see about Notre Dame. But they'll figure something out that way and you know, then resume it in one way or another in 2000, what are we, 2021? 20, hopefully you're back to normal. So I, do, I still have, I have a fair amount of hope that there'll be some form of college football. I don't have much hope that it'll be in the traditional, those games that were scheduled since. Well,
0: for BYU, hopefully there'll be some games out there. There'll be some conferences trying to fulfill their TV package and trying to get closer to 12 games. And I don't know if that means 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. But I don't know how fluid you can be scheduling a game you know, a couple weeks out or a month out. I mean, it's really uncharted territory. But, right, uh, right. you know, if you need a game, BYU would be available. And I think these, the, the colleges are really going to feel the pressure to fulfill the TV contracts as much as possible to get as much money as they can because they're all going to be caught in a major budget crunch. You know, yeah. so, some teams were already in a tight spot before this. And I think everybody will be on the other side.
1: Well, if the Mountain West does that too, say they go to conference only. Mm-hmm. Well then maybe you have a home at home with Utah State.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, no
1: one's complaining about that, are we?
0: I'm not. I'm not right. I wouldn't I wouldn't complain if they put BYU or if BYU put Weber State on the schedule. At this point, you know, you do what you gotta do to get as many games as you can. It's really unprecedented times. And so let's try to, you know, make it as make it as good as possible and, and minimize the the whining and complaining.
1: Yeah. BYU versus UNLV, a 12-game series. That's probably about 10 or 11
0: more <laughs> than I really need. Playing that uh, new stadium
1: six times, six, let's do it. But if, six in but the if, new stadium, if it really, six in
0: Provo. If it really came down to, <laughs> hey, BYU's going to put New Mexico and Wyoming and UNLV or you know Air Force and CSU, whoever back on the schedule. The Mountain West and say right. we'll for a year. One time, you know, that's and, – and I really do think you have to look at the trips – that you can bus, And, you know, if this is the year where LSU plays yeah. Louisiana tech. If this is the year where, uh, uh I don't know what central Eastern or Western Michigan is playing Michigan and Michigan state, man, Jim Harbaugh, can you get the Jim Harbaugh for PK? Because in the midst of all the negativity and there were just negative yeah. headlines busting out all over the place. If you didn't hear it, here's Jim. Jim Harbaugh is still, he's in, he's in go mode.
1: Now, COVID is, is part of our society. It wasn't caused by, Football are caused by by uh, sports. You know, there's you know, no expert view right now that I I'm aware of or that are you know, agreeing expert views that, you know, sports you know, is going to is going to make that that worse. It's part of our society. We're going to have to have to deal with it. Now, I'm
0: sure we could find some people who would give Jim some pushback on that. But when I hear him say that, I think how many ADs and presidents agree with him? You know, and we're not in those rooms. We don't hear those conversations. And they're probably going to be really careful what they say publicly. But is the number zero? Is the number one? Is the number, you know, with, in a 12 or 14 team league, is the number four, six, or eight? I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I expect a football coach to say that. I mean, they're not the ones who make an unilateral decisions, so I'm not scared about that. But it's going to be, in a sense, a cockamamie season. And I don't use the word cockamamie very often, but I think cockamamie is appropriate right here. Don't you think cockamamie is an appropriate usage at this time?
0: It does work. I was going to go with Bizarro, but it's very you know, cockamamie is your favorite.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you don't use cockamamie. You use Bizarro more often than cockamamie, That's so I say story. cockamamie. No. All oh, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to ASU playing Grand Canyon in football.
0: <laughs> Grand Canyon runs out. Somewhere. Grand Canyon. We got like 50 Grand- guys on campus. You think you can show Grand up? Canyon shows up. Hey, yeah. Well, you
1: got a few weeks. <laughs> get a team.
0: They run out onto the field, and Grand Canyon's got 11 guys in shorts, hey, and murals with the flags around their waist and
1: wearing t shirts. I think ASU's got 11 owe, guys in pads. <laughs> they might owe Dan Marley some money. Have him coach football.
0: Nice. I like it. <laughs> I just wonder if San Diego State's going get to a, get a game with USC out of this bus trip. <laughs> home and uh, home, I would go UCLA the as well. They, they no, beat UCLA last to- year. UCLA's done with them. Tijuana <laughs> State. I think you just made that up. <laughs> TSU. If you you know what it is in all seriousness, and if you look in the old media guides, you know when uh, if you go back like you know to the '40s and '30s when scheduling was different, uh, Mexico Poly. Mexico Polly shows up. I'm a hundred I'm not joking. I'm a hundred percent serious about this. Yox Look at me like, what are you doing? I like, No, go no, no, look it up. Mexico Polly.
1: Given the suck dogs histories with the polys, I would stay away from that because Aww. didn't, uh, then Cal poly whoop them up a couple of times.
0: I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Cal Poly. Pretty S-O-L. glad. Pretty glad Army hired that coach though. That's. I mean Sol. Yeah. yeah. Cal, Cal Poly Cal,
1: Sol. Yeah,
0: that was when. That was back when uh, in the Emperor Scott Gerrard was a uh, was a lowly grunt. You know, that was back in the day, and he took a lot of joy out of Cal Poly Sol. That was when Utah State was rolling out three and nine and four and eight. So he wanted to see somebody else suffer. Who yeah. named them Sol? I believe it was you. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I mean, we'd have to look it up. That was in the lost decade of the 2000s when literally nothing good happened.
1: (laughs) Okay, but your emperor is now over in New Mexico as a defensive coordinator, so be careful. Well, I know. The last decade was great
0: because of Rocky. Full credit to Rocky. That was a really good decade. I enjoyed it, and I am really worried about what's going to happen without Rocky. I am am 100% concerned on what's happening without Rocky.
1: Who's your favorite, Long or Balboa? (laughs) Favorite Rockies, Long.
0: Rocky Balboa never did anything for me. I guess he entertained Uh, me for two hours. So there's that. Two hours about twenty five years. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was not entertained (laughs) by the multiple sequels. (laughs) It's not. You know, Rocky Four was a classic. Rocky Four was campy. Come on, entertaining. I must break you, you know? Come on.
1: Oh, they were all entertaining. Are you kidding me? Come on. Five
0: was awful. I'm
1: with DJ on that one. Yeah, but 11 was really good.
0: The Eye of the Tiger is a totally schmaltzy song, and I don't want to hear it. I don't like
1: that coming back. Come to that.
0: All right, PK. Thanks for a few minutes. All right, see you. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ P.K. brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Time now to bring in Jake Scott from The Big Show. Jake, good morning. DJ, I am
2: back, and I promised Hatch I'd be less windy this time.
0: (laughs) So here's the deal. I had to pause before I said your name because I had to make sure I was getting the right Jake. So (laughs) there's you on The Big Show. The Jake Hatch producing this show and then there's jake edmonds working at channel two in the sports department when you were in school was jake a really popular name were there like six kids named jake in your class
2: yeah yeah there were a bunch of jakes and i'll tell you this hatch and i get confused for one another uh more often than you'd think especially in email form from people who should know better
0: <laughs> we're constantly forwarding emails on to each other saying so I think this one's <laughs> right for you.
2: Okay, well, uh, but no, no, uh, DJ, I'll tell you a quick story and I promise it'll be it'll be quick. I was uh I was over at a barbecue uh with uh one of my good friends and his family and he had some extended family there and one of them uh stud of a guy named Bill was a big BYU fan. A big BYU fan. And so he asks, you know, getting into what do you hey, what do you do for a living and work for work with uh, you know, sports radio and uh, the zone and, and this guy goes, Oh my gosh, are you Jake Hatch? <laughs> and I was like, Oh no I've never no. heard this story, wow. I'm I'm the other I'm the <laughs> other Jake. And <laughs> the I'm the other guy. So anyway, yeah, I get I get confused for Hatch all the time, man. Don't worry about it.
0: So we were discussing earlier in the show. We uh, were discussing Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, uh, max salary, and you know how big is what percentage of the cap is that? And of course, the cap looks like it's going down, and the and it looks like the uh, the um, luxury tax number will probably be going down too. You'd have to assume with the hit the league's about to take financially. So all the numbers are going to change and wiggle. But I think before you can. Uh, guarantee 100%. And I think they're probably going to give that to Rudy. I think it's the kind of thing that has to be analyzed. Um, but first, the relationship between those two has to get better. And we played the soundbite earlier. It was in the uh, your interview with him and it was a little bit in the Zoom uh, press conference that uh, Dennis did as well about Dennis loves Rudy's care factor. You know, and this is where in this discussion, he's sticking up for Rudy. Is Rudy the bad guy? Sometimes, yes. Rudy came out and said, I'm annoying. I know I wear on people. I know I can be annoying. Um, <clears throat> but Dennis was sticking up for him, saying he's got he's a big guy with a care factor. And we know Ostertag was a great example here. He used to take the heat. Oh, he only plays the game because he's big. He doesn't have passion for it. Well, Rudy has passion for it. You know, he is a big guy with passion for it. And so Dennis sticks up with him. So And he wants him to keep that care factor. So I'm thinking the key guy going forward in all this, I think it's got to be Alex Jensen. I think when Rudy has something really negative to say, and it may not be heard because we can't, uh, you know, Rudy can't count on his timing or his tone to be right. He's just got to let Alex take it back to the team or to a player or to a group of players, whatever it is. You buying that? that that needs to be the new communication model and just less is more when it comes to Rudy uh saying negative stuff or complaining or criticizing.
2: Oh, 100%. Uh I think that'd be a terrific idea. Figuring out better ways to communicate uh is something that we all you know should should do cuz uh, most people lack in that area and in the you know communication certainly could help in this and Alex Jensen I mean his his work with Rudy uh is going to get him a head coaching job in the NBA. It is. Uh, He's a great coach, and Rudy uh, has always been very coachable. Uh, which is one of uh, one of Rudy's better traits you know as I was listening listening to you talk about what Dennis said of course that's that's been Rudy's you know we, we all we take the good with the bad with people right you know there's there's some good some bad I mean we don't put up with PK singing uh, you know for nothing right uh, there, there's some good that comes out of uh, of our good friend uh, Patrick uh, so with Rudy I mean some of the stuff the bad is is getting highlighted you know the the he's annoying all that stuff He, he laid out there but the good that comes with rudy's personality is he is more driven maybe than any nba player i've ever covered dj i don't want to speak for you because you go back a little bit further than me but i mean his self-motivation and his drive to get better is what is what has made him into an all-star i mean we we saw him his rookie year there was a there was a long way to go man and and he's just done nothing but do everything humanly possible to get better. And that's that's the upside to Rudy's personality. That's amazing. And, and it's something that commands respect. So when he talks, it does carry some weight because he backs up what he's talking about. But maybe that doesn't make it any less annoying.
0: So with all the uh, bad news breaking in college sports from the Ivy League saying we're not playing football in the fall, to Ohio State saying, we had positive tests. We're not telling you how many, but we're not going to be practicing. To North Carolina saying, 37 positive tests. We're going to stop practicing here and training for a week. Um, to Stanford dropping 11 sports. To Paul Feinbaum saying, I'm not sure this season's going to start on time. And you know he's getting that from SEC coaches and administrators, probably both on campuses and administrators in the conference office. Uh, he's not just... There's no way. I, I, I just can't believe Paul Feinbaum would pop off about that without having heard that multiple times. So what are you thinking about college football when you see all these headlines and these quotes?
2: Well, I, I, they're obviously coming from somewhere you're right on uh, about that. And, and they should be. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, they, they should be trying to figure out the visa plan uh, to be able to pull this off. Because as we saw with Stanford yesterday, there's a lot on the line. So, I mean, if if eventually we get down the road and nothing can happen, then so be it, right? But uh, until that point, they got to try. they got to try everything. And, and here's what I think it's going to come down to, DJ, is broad scopes, like broad nets, are going to be really tough to pull anything off, right? So a broad NCAA po- policy, you know, such as everything's a go, it's just not going to happen. Right. So you got to start narrowing the scope. And how narrow do you have to go? We make the joke about Montana and Montana State. If they have to play each other ten times, that's what they're going to do. Well, I mean, that's a really, really, really narrow scope, right? So, I mean, if that's what's necessary, uh, I guess good times. That's that's pretty much worst-case perspective. But if, if you narrow it to the conference, right? And let's say you give a real extended amount of time to finish the season. You're only going to play 10 games. It's only in your conference. You only need one set of standards. Um, you can share ideas about how things are going. I mean, is that a small enough scale that you can actually pull something off? And, and what makes it complicated, of course, is there are many governments and, and different standards that are all involved that complicate everything. But how small does that scope have to get?
0: Well, I think even inside the Pac 12, you know, early on, LA, San Francisco, and Seattle were all treated like hot spots. And then, you know, in March, and LA and San Francisco got it tamped down pretty quick, and it was really bad in Seattle. Now, Seattle is doing much better, but it's gotten really bad in Arizona. And none of this addresses what's going on in Corvallis or Eugene, it doesn't address what's going on with uh, Utah or Colorado. So, you know, to your point, even inside a conference, when a conference stretches across six states and two time zones, that does help narrow the scope. You're right, but that's still not all that narrow.
2: Right, and does it have to go more narrow? I mean, are we just playing in-state games? Like, I mean, you can you can really tick down on it, but like with the NBA and this bubble thing, it, you know, there's a lot on the line, and I, I get frustrated when when people paint you one side or the other when you bring up, like, the fact that the economy does matter and, and finances and jobs and all those things, they they absolutely matter uh, during a, a pandemic, but so does, of course, the, the pandemic pandemic itself so you know my take through all of this has been we've got to be we've got to figure out a smart way to do it and if eventually it doesn't do we have to say hey well, we can't do it then we can't do it but we've got to figure out a way to 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 be smart and and prioritize everybody as much as we possibly can and in college football if it's too complex and it can't happen You know, it it can't happen. I'm in the camp that that it's not going to start on time. There's no way. But is there a smart way to do it? Is there a smart way to pull it off? Can it happen? How small does that scope need to be? Uh, Because there's a lot on the line. I feel feel terrible. DJ, I I heard the stat on your show yesterday. What was it? uh, How many scholarship athletes lost out because of that Stanford thing? What was it, 200?
0: Yeah, 240-some-odd. Yeah. Yeah.
2: 22 coaches as well. That's 240 people that probably could never afford to go to Stanford. Miss out on a Stanford education. That sucks. That sucks. Uh,
0: Brett McMurphy just tweeting out, ACC announced today each of its fall Olympic sports will delay start a competition until at least September 1st. This does not impact football. Mm. So, (laughs) Of course it doesn't. not, Not yet, though. I mean, you know, it's kick the can down the road. And if you get new information, you get a new opinion. And maybe that opinion is you're more aggressive with football. And maybe that opinion is uh, you kick the can down the road two more weeks or another month. And I think that's how the non-conference will be uh, eliminated. I think as the dates go by and I say, we don't want to play this weekend, we don't want to play that weekend. And then I just think the urgency to reschedule the non-conference games becomes pretty minimal. I like, right. your, I like your idea, though, of playing uh, inside a conference, but even playing inside a state. You know what can, Is there a game that can be added that's a, a bus trip? And if that's San Jose State against Cal or Stanford, if that's San Diego State against USC or UCLA, if that's one of the Michigan directional schools against Michigan or Michigan State, you know, there's yep. a bunch of Mac schools that could be playing Cincinnati and Ohio State in Ohio. Uh, here, obviously, we know the schools, right? If that's what it takes... And that adds a game, Uh, BYU-Utah State, home and home, because the Mountain West is only going to play eight conference games and the Aggies need a couple more games. I I just think they're going to try and find a way to fulfill those TV contracts because they desperately need that money.
2: Right, and and flexibility is the name of the game, yeah. you know. And I say this tongue in cheek because I'm I'm married to an attorney who's uh, currently upstairs on a on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> but uh, get the, you know get the attorneys out of the way, you know. Let's let's forget about hurt feelings for a minute. Let's forget about contracts for a minute. Let's do some good faith. We'll we'll make it up to you. I promise. And just pull off what we can pull off. That's why that's the, that's the attitude why con- we got to have.
0: Yes, and that's why conferences are important because you have a long term relationship. If someone takes a hit in the Short run, you can have some confidence it's going to be made up in the long run. You know, do teams have that in state? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. It probably depends on the schools and the personalities. And, you know, what works in Northern California, Southern California, what works in Texas, Florida, or Utah could all be different based on the place.
2: And, and that, you know, that's that's something that's, that that should be a no-brainer, right? I mean, this this country is is very large, and uh, ge- uh, geographically, I mean, it's it's very different in different spots. Of course, something like this would affect different areas differently. Uh, seems redundant, but uh, uh, so that makes a lot of sense. And and it, it seems like the 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 closer. You know, the government gets to the actual people. The more kind of um, surgically they've been attacking this thing, which I think is good, right? So maybe college football should should take a similar approach. The in-state thing I think is fascinating. So play some play some games, but play them all in-state. You're not going anywhere. You, you're you're familiar. You can you can be on the same page as far as standards goes. I mean, there's all sorts of advantages to that. And uh, you know it, it, it'll put BYU maybe in a in a difficult position, but they'll figure something out. You know we're yeah. we're all in the mo- in the mode, right? We'll take what we can get.
0: Yep, totally agree. PK and I were just talking about that. Jake, we got to run. We appreciate it as always, and always make sure that the lawyer is upstairs before you start launching that kind of crazy talk on the radio.
2: <laughs> well, you know I was born at night, but not last night, DJ. There it is. Thanks, Jake. All right, buddy.
0: DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. And it's all
2: over almost here. Don't go nowhere.
0: Time for your feedback. Brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City. Where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine dollars per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. We were just talking about uh, you know how optimistic or uh, pessimistic... Um, you are about the college football season and the fact that we're hearing so much bad news out of colleges and college conferences in the last 24 hours, both officially and unofficially. Uh, it all seems bad. And Clint just piles on the negativity, which is odd because Clint's usually fun guy here on the Twitter line. He says, the pandemic isn't even going to peak in the United States for another few weeks. Remember, there was a the whole thought that it would be a little better in the summer, but it would come roaring back in the fall. And so if if those predictions are true and then Clint is uh, spot on, then obviously football becomes really difficult and maybe completing the NBA becomes really difficult as well. Uh, So we'll have to see how it plays out, but certainly that is looming out there. Thank you for that bit of reality, Clint. We're all happy for it. I mean, we deal in reality, so we don't want to lie to ourselves. But he's not wrong. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying he's. Yeah, right. but it just it makes you think. Uh. I like to. I like to try to stay positive on that beat, but I hate to be lied to. Well, and, and those two things are in conflict right now. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. And yesterday, with you mentioned with both Jake and PK in the this past two segments, it's just a bevy of bad. News. Oh yeah, that was just every time I looked at Twitter, I'm just like, and, downer, and downer, more bad news. Downer, downer, yeah. downer. And the thing is, is like what PK said about the SEC is you know they're trying hard to make it happen. So if they can't, then it just it really can't happen. That needs to be the answer. It needs to be and wait and if yeah. that is the way it works out, then we all need to be grown ups and just kind of uh, you know, roll with it. You know. But I, I don't want you're to. Right, yes. And I will. I just don't want to. I would prefer to watch football. I have always preferred to watch football. It's how I'm wired. It's why I'm I, with I do you. This. I'm exactly but right that right doesn't mean we need to be something do something stupid and put a lot of people at risk just because I like to watch football. <laughs> Clint just said it. <laughs> He's a gift of Joey for friends sticking his head through the purple door. The chain's still on it. I'm very, very sorry. He's got white all the way around his eyes looking really, really crazy and spooky. Uh, okay, we got a bunch of tweets here about uh, the stream being down and I don't know if it was different for Androids or iPhones or laptops or Should've desktops been fixed or whatever earlier this morning. It's all good though, right? Yes, it's all good. If Would've it's not bad. good. if it's not good, tweet at Lloyd. Because Lloyd's coming up at 10 o'clock and he can fix it. No, nah, Jake will be here. He doesn't run out the door and go home at 10.01. Maybe at 10.21, but not at 10.01. <laughs> hey, you are here at O Dark 30. I don't need to be here till 5 o'clock. I have people all the time. What time do you wake up? What time do you wake up? 3.30. Yeah. Good times. Mark says, if Rudy can't score when a defender is between him and the basket, that means your offense pretty much has to come from four guys. How can you give him a super max deal? Jazz aren't even a dominant defensive team. Ah, but are they a much better team when he's on the floor than when he's not? It's a question of what are they with you and what are they without you? You know, Should Damian Lillard gotten all that money in Portland because he can't beat LeBron? You know? Well, who else would they not be beaten if they didn't have Damian Lillard? Because as much as it's about winning a championship... You know, there's usually only two or three guys in basketball who can be the best guy on a championship team at any given time. Jordan and Hakeem combined to win eight in a row. You know, Magic and Bird combined to win eight out of nine. Shaq and Duncan combined to win eight out of nine. Uh, LeBron and Steph Curry have done a pretty good job of cleaning it up. And then you throw Kawhi in there because he's got two. While LeBron has three. While Steph has three. There's your last eight years. So, if you can't get one of those guys, you still got to sell luxury suites. You still got to sell sponsorships. You still got to sell tickets. Who's the best guy you can get? You know, I mean, you can dump on James Harden, but he's just not good enough when they play the Warriors. Yep. Well, he got him in the second round of the Conference Finals, and owners like people who can sell tickets and sell luxury suites and. Sell sponsorships. Pro sports for I mean, business. Yeah, you can't run out the 30th best team just because you can't run out team one, two, three. As a president, a GM, a coach, your job then is figure out how to be four, five, six. And once you get there, try to be one, two, three. And a lot of times you can't. You're going to have to go backwards before you go forwards again. So, all right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Thanks to Joe Ingles for joining us today. Craig Bolerjack, PK checking in when he's taking a long weekend. And uh, Jake Scott for uh, dropping in as well. Hans and Scott, you're up next. We'll see you tomorrow.